Welcome everybody, I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the stratosphere, the ionosphere is EC. What's going on guys, good to see you Asus. Today EC, we declare a second of independence. You know why? Why, what's that, what's going on? As a Manchester United fan EC, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick of the Glazers. I'm sick of Ed Woodward. I'm sick of the talking heads and pundits across the pond telling us United fans how we should react and how we should feel. And I'm sick and tired of losing EC. So today, today EC, today you and I throw the tea back into the Boston Harbor. Yeah. Today EC, you and I, we ride with Paul Revere at midnight, one is by land, two is by sea. Today you see, you and I get on that boat with old George, because today, this is the Don't Red On Me podcast. This is Asus. The man on the other side is EC. This is a Don't Read On Me podcast. How you doing, EC? Doing very well this awesome Sunday, sir, and yourself? I ah, can't complain, can't complain. You know, got my little church in today, and uh, it, <laughs> is, it is Super Bowl Sunday, so, you know, I, I just wish they had an, uh, an official day off here in the, in the States. Um, again, like I said, guys, uh, this is the Don't Read On Me podcast. We're gonna give a little backstory on on um, a little history on why uh, why we wanted to create uh, this channel, uh, this podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, again, I'm Asus. I'm uh, I'm from South Texas. I've been a United fan since 2006. Um, hated soccer before. Uh, again, the 2000 World Cup with 2006 World Cup was probably my introduction into world football. Fell in love with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo at that time. Uh, he played for United and, you know, kind of been a United fan ever since he left United and I stayed, you know, like a, like a cat that doesn't want to, doesn't want to go away. Um, that's a little backstory. Um, EC, why do you, why are you a United fan? Yeah. So started watching obviously, uh, the world cup, I think it was in 94, it was in the States. So for me on that level, you know, watching those guys internationally, not knowing a thing, about uh, club football at all, as the typical uh, American uh, would, didn't really come to find uh, club soccer until about 2002, 2003. Um, for whatever reason, I, I just I shouldn't say for whatever reason, man, man United was on NBC just about every week. So you keep seeing the same team over and over again, don't know anything. And I said, you know what? This team is always on, win or lose, NBC puts them on. And so uh, I gave him a, gave him a, grabbed onto him, and I haven't let go since. It's been an awesome ride, up and down, obviously, uh, but uh, I'm very loyal to my teams. I'm from D.C., so I love all the D.C. teams, uh, and then I throw United into the mix as well. So, been a fan uh, since then, and am still a strong, loyal fan to this day. 
It's kind of like uh, when you're a kid watching the Cubs on TV on WGN coming home from school. <laughs> yeah, it seems like everybody in the everybody in the world, or you know, as a Cubs fan, like by heart, because you know you have a good old Harry Carey, you know, drunk ass Harry Carey talking shit. Yes. Um. So yeah, everybody, you know, so I can understand that. Um. So enough with the uh, introductions. I guess everybody's gonna will um, will get a feel of how we are. You know, hopefully in the in the future podcast. But you see, there's been a lot. I mean, uh, we wanted to start this podcast at the end of the transfer window to talk about you know the inact you know inactivity. I think of what we didn't do uh, this past January transfer window. I mean, we had a, a run of games. Now we're coming up on an international break uh, after after yesterday's match. Um, so we had, I mean, just, there's a lot of, there's been a run of games over the Christmas holiday, uh, through January, um, you know, that, that United have, um, have, you know, been a part of, and obviously, um, going forward the future, what's your long-term future of, of, uh, where we see Ole at, uh, long-term future of where you see Woodward at the club and in general, but let's get into it to yesterday. Nil nil at Wolves. Uh, at no, at we were at home. But uh, my man, no, uh, Nuno Espiritu Santos. You better cross. You do the sign of the cross every time you say the name. Got the tactic right, in my opinion. Sat back, you know, and broke us on the counter. Not, you know, every time it seemed like they were attacking, they were attacking the counter. He just sat back, and um, even though we debuted Bruno, you know, Bruno Fernandez, I just, I just saw. You know how we're miles behind, miles behind City and Liverpool. Even with a a world class player coming in, I think like Bruno did yesterday. I mean, you saw his you saw his movement, you saw his passing, you saw his thinking. Hey, uh, I think it was James. He was telling James, "You need to you know you know try to put James in a better position." Um, but it's just it's just I don't know. Again, I don't know what they do in the training pitch, uh, but. I just I don't see I don't see how we're gonna improve, even with the player like Bruno's uh, of Bruno's caliber. Yeah, I think it's gonna be rough. I think um, Wolves did what we thought they were gonna do. They're gonna sit back. Uh, they're gonna play a lower lower block. Um, they're gonna counter. They did those things. Um, for us, I think defensively, the good thing for us was we were pretty solid. I don't think there were too many opportunities for them. They did have one or. Two, I think De Gea made a, a really good save. Oh, yeah. I, believe, I want to say the second half, a uh, really, really good save on his post, his near post. Um, but, you know, as far as that goes, um, you know, defensively, like I said, pretty solid. It's just once we get to the midfield and, and past that where we kind of struggle and we have issues breaking teams down. Um, I like the Fernandez edition. Um, he did some good things. He did some bad things, too. Um, but he did do some good things. He did make some passes uh, that I haven't seen from midfield in quite some time. Um, you can just tell that we just need some more talent. We need, you know, I, I call them United players. We need more United players. Um, right now we've got championship players. We've got lower lower division type players on our team. And so it's difficult to completely judge Ali, even though I already have. <laughs> it's difficult to do that because, again, um, when you don't have um, the proper players in place, it's difficult to really to really judge him. As far as the Glazers and Woodward, um, they're not going anywhere, man. They, they just had a huge increase uh, in revenue a couple months back. So we know those guys will be in place for quite some time. Well, I mean, let's start, let's start off with the lineup, you see. In the lineup of formation, um, 
at the back, you know, obviously we have De Gea, uh, Maguire and Lindelof. You know, there are, you know, there, there are, there are, there are, uh, are defenders. Um, I thought it was interesting that he started Shaw and not Brandon Williams. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's why I already have my views on Ollie. Um, you know, the, the kid, I know he's young. I know he hasn't, you know, put in a, a, a large shift at United, a, a large group of time at United yet, but he's obviously a better defender than Luke Shaw at this moment in time. Um, Shaw played a, a decent game. Um, Triari wasn't really doing too much. However, going forward, um, Shaw is not the option at this moment. So, you know, th- those are the things when I look at Oli, you know, you say, I, I, like I just said, we don't have the players. Well, when you do have the type of players that you, that, that have better quality, you got to play them. Obviously, you know, fatigue and fitness, maybe it may have been a question. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But if they're both fit, and for me, if you're on the bench, you're fit. And I'm pretty sure Brandon Williams on the bench, you got to play him. Yeah. I mean, um, you talk about going forward. Aaron, uh, Aaron Wambasaka played, you know, at our right at the right back. Given the formation we played against um, Man City, which was the three at the back, four, you know, four in the middle. Do you think those <coughs> that that formation would have better suited us trying to create against um, against Wolves? Yeah, I think if you go three five two, which which works because you've got those those basically. That, that five, if you will, at the back, um, it worked a lot better. The only thing that I would have switched, this will probably rattle you a little bit because this is, I've been thinking this for a while. I love Basaka. He's great. But he can't dribble forward at this moment in time. So I'd slide him back. I'd put the lock in. The lock gets forward. He's also defensive-minded as well. But he can get forward. And then you can put Williams on the other side. So essentially you'd have Williams, Maguire, Lindelof, Basaka, and Delot. That's how I would run that back three, five, if you will, um, defensively, because I feel like that that really gets in a good position. Um, having Shaw back there is just a bit of a lot of liability. Um, Lindelof, not my favorite, but if you look at him recently, he's actually playing really well. But Basaka, it's difficult to watch him because you see him, he's athletic, and then you see him trying to go into space, and sometimes he'll just lose the ball, just off of himself, not even not even have anyone there. He'll just forget to take the ball. So they can work on that. Uh, he's young, but right now, DeLot already knows how to get forward and he can defend. I would make that quick uh, transition uh, and and uh, I would I would see how that works for this team that they have right now. I mean, you saw, I mean, I think McGuire, McGuire played a hell, of a, a hell of a match yesterday. Um, Lindelof is coming in his own. Uh, it seems like him and McGuire are, are are getting that cohesive, you know, um, partnership. Uh, but again, I mean, we're changing. It seems like we're changing our, our flanks out more often than we should be. I mean, you look in the past at past United teams. It seems like the only players that never got touched were your back four, right? When we had Rio, Vidic. Yeah, okay, you, you played the FA Cup. You know, you bring in John O'Shea. Um, you know Johnny Evans, Brown, yeah, Brown. You know, but uh, for the for the large, you know, for the big matches, <clears throat> you always had Patrice, you know, on the left. You know, you had your you know tandem of Ferdinand and Vidic, and when uh, Gary Neville was you know the captain and the fittest one, you had Gary um, on the right, right. 
Yeah. Uh, but it seems like we're just tinkering with those flanks uh, too much, too often that it doesn't give a cohesive, uh, there's not a cohesive unit, it seems like. So it seems like uh, uh, Maguire's having to cover for Luke Shaw more than he than more than he really would, more than he would really have to. Uh, uh, Basaka, I mean, he's a great defender, um, and he had some good runs yesterday. I have to admit, uh, but you know, it's not you know, it's not handling the ball as well as as well as you think a you know a, a player of his caliber should. I mean, you're correct with that, that assessment. Um, you know, uh, the midfield. I know. I don't agree with this, and you know, I'm not. I'm not going to change a hundred years of a uh, precedent, right? But Matic gets a red card in the FA Cup, and it affects us in the league. You know, uh, I I thought bringing playing Pereira. I'm sorry. Um, I I have, I have been a Pereira defender because I want a, a United. Academy player to succeed. So over the past couple of years, you know, Pereira went on loan, came back. Um, Mourinho started playing him more last year, and he's played a hell of a lot more this year. I, I, Pereira. I can't been the guy. I, he's he's shocking. I I I've never seen anyone who who thinks that he's a lot more than he is in this type of in this type of sin. Where he's coming forward, he's doing step overs in the box. He's losing the ball to no one. He's passing the ball to the opposite team more often than not. He's shooting from 20, 30 yards out more often than not. I just, I don't, it's, this is why I've already made up my mind on, on Ali. And I feel bad because it's at the end of the day, when you have players who are injured and you don't really have that much of a crop to pick from. You got to throw somebody out there. You got to do something. You can't. You can't say, "Well, you know what? We'll just play ten of the eleven. We'll just. We'll just say screw it." <laughs> we can't do that. You got to throw. You got to put him out there. He's just got to be a professional. And I think in his mind, you know, because of who he is, and because of who he plays for, he thinks I'm going to do this. It's going to come off, and more often than not, it doesn't. He needs to just play a simple pass, simple ball, and move. Um, I, like I said, I don't think he can do it. Um, I wish we wouldn't play him, start him, I should say, because I know that's what we got. Don't start him though. Um, if if there's somebody else fit, give him a try. If it's the even if it's the younger kids, the Gomez, the Chungs, give him a shot because he is definitely not the answer. It seems like he hasn't been improving. Well, hell, I mean, you could say that for pff, half our squad. It seems like ever since they've came in, whether it be the academy, you know, bringing up from the academy or in transfers, you don't see a progressive improvement on the talent that we have. It seems like a regression of what, you know, what we expect him to be. But <coughs> Pereira, man, I mean, God, how many chances are you going to get um, before you just like, dude, you're not a United player. We need to send you on loan. I mean, hell, we sent Ashley Young, you know, we'd sold him. We let go of Rojo. I mean, I think Rojo probably could probably do better at a, a central defender, you know? I could play better center defense mid than Pereira, bro. He is trash. I, listen, it's very difficult for me. I love United. I want all of them to do well. So when they come in and they're on there, the first thing I think is no. 
you know, why, why is he doing it? But game kicks off, and I'm like, okay, let's let's just do simple passing. Nothing. Don't try to do anything crazy. You're not that guy. Just simple pass and move. And the guy can't even do that. So I understand when you're strapped and you got players injured, you have to do what you have to do. He's a senior player, quote unquote. And so he goes in there because, again, his options are you go Lingard. I don't think he needs to be playing anymore. You go Chung. He's too young. Gomez too young. So it's difficult for him. For me, you know, Mata is going to be in there. I'm, I'm playing Mata. I'm starting him in just about every game until I can get everybody back. And even then, he's getting, a, he's getting a larger run than Pereira is. I just do not understand why he keeps playing this kid. Um, hopefully, after this break, uh, he wakes up and looks at the film and says, you know what, I gave you a shot. We waited for the transfer window to go through, and that's a wrap. You'll come off the bench if that, and we're too deep into these cup games for him to even start in those as well. So, hope I don't see him anymore starting. More than likely, he will. But yeah, he it, it's over and done with for for me, uh, as far as trying to defend Pereira. He, he's not not the man for me. You talked about passing, EC. Um, again, Bruno. When you, we saw Bruno, it's like he was getting to channels, looking for passes. Why is it our tactics with the current players that we have? Why is it to what we can't put a simple pass? It's like we pass back, or we pass square across. Rather than putting a guy on the run. You saw it several times yesterday. Where. You know. You're on the break. And then the pass is. You know. Right to you. Rather than where you need to be. What is right. it? I mean, what, what, I mean. What the hell is going on in training. To where it's like. It's like football right. American football right. Uh, the quarterback. What does he do? He leads the receiver, right, to get to right. the point to, to get to the point where he wants him. It should be simple as that in in, 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 in in football, where I need you to be on the flank. I need you to be down the you know down the flank. So I'm gonna pass it down the flank to so have you run into it rather than pass it at you. Well, by the time you get there, the ball you know the ball's at your the ankles, and it just it's just so frustrating when you see. A player like Bruno Fernandez's caliber come in. You know, he's spreading the ball around. He's putting the ball, you know, where it needs to be. I thought the first half for Bruno uh, was probably probably (laughs) the most um, complete football uh, uh, performance by a player that we've had pretty much all season. The second, yes, the second half with the substitutions, he kind of drifted off. He kind of didn't see him as much. Uh, but the first part, it's like he was running into channels. You know, he was, he was picking the ball up. He was passing it. He was expecting our players to be where they needed to be. Yet, we're just there standing and looking around, waiting for somebody to pass. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't get what the tactics are, uh, what the training tactics are uh, with this current crop of coaches. That's that's my that's why I have my opinions on Ollie and, and why I think he uh, falls short at times. I think if you if you look at Bruno coming into this is his debut and he starts out up front and then winds up playing CDM before the game's over, so he's already looking at things game one going crap. I thought it was bad, but now I know the quality that they have here. I I can guarantee you if you played the team that he came from against United. They'd give us a run for our money. 
no doubt about it. So for him, this is a club that he's loved for a long time. I'm super excited for that because actually the two signings that we've made this transfer window, they both love United. So I'm excited for that part. I like Bruno, like you said, in the first half. Second half, I thought he got a little, um, I want to say Pogba-ish because some of his passes were over the top. He was trying to do some cute things. Um Again, I don't. I don't think that we have the cohesiveness to do when you when you're making those type of passes. That's when you know on the training pitch they're working on those type of runs. I'm not saying they're not working on it, but it's not reflective uh, on the pitch when they actually play the games. Um, and you could tell, like you said earlier, when you're having to tell a, a guy that's been there all year and Daniel James to move around to make runs, and you've been there one day, had one practice you can tell the levels of experience and the, the quality that this guy has and that he's bringing to the table. So, you know, I like Fred. I like the way he worked. I like the way he tracked back and played defense and helped out. Um, I like Bruno. Um, I just, you know, Pereira fell a little bit short yesterday and as he does quite often. So I, I honestly don't feel like we're that far off. Matic is old ass. He plays well when he plays. I mean, he, 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 he defends well. He, he plays smart passes so if you look at the fact that he's not injured, he'll be coming back. There's rumors about Pogba possibly next month, this month actually coming back. Um, we've got an opportunity with as inconsistent as most of the top four besides Chelsea are. We've got a chance to do something in this league. Um, I, it it kind of sucks because if we do, we do get top four. If we don't go out this summer and get players, we're really going to we're gonna embarrass ourselves in Champions League, uh, to be quite honest. So... Still, I'm still very optimistic, not about winning the league. Obviously, that's a wrap, but I am very optimistic about uh, our midfield uh, and our top four, you know, going going forward. Yeah, I mean, um, the future looks bright. When you say bring back Pogba, even though I have my reservations about that, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's faking an injury like Kawhi Leonard, number two. Um, bring back McTominay. You know Rashford. Obviously, I think Rashford's going to be out. I want Rashford out. Don't play the Euros. Come back fresh because he's 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 tired. Nah, he can play Euros. He doesn't need he doesn't need to play for us this year. He needs he needs to play Euros and be the man. No, nah, I'd rather him not play the Euros. Mm. He can save it for the World Cup uh, <laughs> in two twenty four. But no twenty two. I'm sorry. Um. But yes, and with Bruno, with Mata, uh, you know, obviously send Pereira's bat ass back to the you know, the reserves uh, where he belongs. No, don't even do that. I don't want you to contaminate. him. I don't want he you to contaminate. To I don't want you to contaminate uh, these young kids, Pereira. You just, yeah, you know, give it up. Yes, um, trade it. But you know, the midfield it does look promising, and we just need to make sure that. We don't screw it up, I guess. Um, Matic can play. I rate I rate Matic, even though he's a little slow. I rate him compared to you know Pereira. I think everybody's rated compared to Pereira. Um, <coughs> but like Bruno, all right. Let's talk about let's talk about him. Uh, he, you know, he's the only other other than I think we have what three signings this this transfer period. He's the most impactful. Uh, Long awaited. In the summer, you know, it was always, it was him pretty much the whole summer. And then I don't know what the deal fell apart. A rumor has it we weren't even, even, even in for him coming out of the United camp. So it's kind of like, who do you believe? 
Um, you know you wanted, you know you needed this position in the <coughs> coming up to this transfer market, and you wait till the last three days of the transfer period to actually put the deal through. Um, and he comes in, like you said, one practice, one game, and he had a big presence yesterday. I thought when when he was shooting from where he was shooting outside the box on target, I was like, I haven't seen that in what since Paul Scholes. I have not seen, you know, uh, somebody take shots like that that's, that are on target. Yeah, you see guys take shots and it's like, ugh, you know, over the crossbar or whatnot. But you saw a guy taking chances. And um, and I thought, you know, in the first half again, he was leading the team. No, it was a positive start. He's got he's to cut down on those long 30-yard bombs. Uh, he'll get better at that once he starts training with these guys more and they understand when they're making runs. He'll get better at that. But you could tell, totally calm, composed, simple pass, move. Um, like I said, starting up front, he went all the way back, started receiving the ball from the center backs, um, starting off the play. So, no, he's he's going to be a great addition. He'll start next year. Um, fingers crossed we get some more midfielders in and, and get some more strikers in that can make runs. Um, and then you'll really see this guy's quality. Um, and so, no, I was I was very encouraged um, by by him. I'd like to see the other kid uh, come in. I know he's coming from China, so it's going to be a little while. Hopefully, after this break, uh, we can see him get in because uh, I thought I thought Martial was a little a uh, little shocking at times. It would have been good to to give give him the hook or move him move him around. He he, he tried to move him around late. I think it was like the 70th minute when he brought uh, Greenwood in. Tried to move him off to the wing, then he just wound up putting him right back at the number nine. So no, Bruno, Bruno for me, um, super excited about his future. He's only twenty five, so this is a, this is his prime years of his uh, football career. So I'm hoping that uh, he sticks with it, stays fit, and uh, starts all the games for us. Well, you brought it up. I didn't. <sighs> I brought up Martial. I have yeah. I have issues with Martial. I've had yeah. issues with Martial for years. Uh, everybody, again, we talk uh, like the intro says. These talking heads across the pond, telling us how we should feel about Martial and Pogba. Oh, you know, just putting this, I think, negative propaganda, base propaganda, uh, out there into the ethos uh, about these two players and why why they get so much stick. <coughs> you know, I think there's agendas uh, about that, but I think. Day in and day out, game in and game out, game out, year in and year out, season in season out, Martial is is what he is. Martial is a mental midget. He has talent, but he has shit for brains. If the dude doesn't have heart, get him out of my team. I'm tired of him. Because the fact of, he just, what was he, I mean, just, did he forget how to touch, did he, did he forget what touch is? On a ball. They played the ball in, he'd lose the ball. Granted, he had three freaking players on him. Why can't you make a run? Get yourself open. I, I just, I'm tired of Martial. I am sick and tired of Martial. Tell us how you feel about Martial. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Martial, Martial, I rate Martial. Uh, I think he, he'll, he'll be an international player for France. Uh, I think he has tons of quality. I think when you have players like a Bruno or Martial or a Rashford or Pogba, when you stick those guys into teams um, that don't have a lot of quality around them, makes them look bad. Yesterday, though, if, you, if you're talking about rating him from yesterday, 
I would give him out of 10, I'd give him a two. Yesterday, he was looking for the foul. Um, you, you can't do that. If you're going to be a hold-up striker and hold up the ball, which he does fairly well, then hold it up. I think what he was not, trying he, to do yesterday he, was draw a foul, get the free kick. I rate him. I, I would love to see him on the wing. Uh, I do not think that we have a solid, homegrown, uh, superstar number nine. I think Mason could grow into that, but I would love to see Martial uh, off the wing opposite of, of Rashford. I think that would suit him best. I just don't think that when you're when you're talking about a number nine, right, th- this, is, this is the guy that you're going to be able to play the ball into. He plays it back off of the midfield. And he makes runs. He gets into the box. He's a poacher. That's not Rashford or Martial, excuse me. Martial is a decent passer. Martial can score at times. He can take players on. And I think that's what's been lacking for us for, for some time. We haven't had that number seven probably since the number seven left. Um, Nani was decent at times. But I'm just saying, you know, that's the type of guy he can take players on, as can Rashford, because of their pace, because they're smart. But what, what we're doing is we're putting him at the number nine and we're saying, all right, go get 20 goals like Lukaku did. He's not Lukaku. He's not. And so when you see him on the pitch, you're like, why is he just scoring goals? I mean, he's a, he's a striker for Man United. He's not. It's The problem we have is summertime, we let too many of our players go and didn't bring any in. And I think they told him, they said, look, can you do it? What's a player supposed to say? No, I can't be your striker? Of course he's going to say no, yes. No, no, no. Let's be real. Uh, I don't know because you, you just like you – I watch um, I watch fan channels across the pond, and when Holland, when they were talking about bringing in Holland, everybody's like, "Well, we got rid of Lukaku. Why are we going to bring in Holland? Uh, you know, what's that going to do for Martial?" If you would have brought in Holland, I guarantee you, Martial would go under a rock, sulk, and not do anything because you know why? The, when the dude's up against competition, when he's up against competition. He is as flaccid as as flaccid as can be. He needs he needs uh, Romans. He needs uh, he needs uh, Blue Chew to actually play because this guy is flaccid. He's impotent. The guy does not. I mean, I think he gives up too easy. The dude just gives up. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you see the brilliance uh, when he when he is on. But name me name me five games that he's strung in a row that he's on. I'll wait. Well, I, I couldn't. I couldn't give. The team five games in a row. I'm not saying he's scoring. I'm saying he's putting in a decent performance. Give me five games in a row that he's put in a, a great shift. Yeah, you might not have scored, but tell me, give me five games. I don't wait. Five games in his whole career. Yeah. He has not. Yeah, I, that's, the, that's the thing for me. I think if you look back to beginning of his run until now, um, the consistency is not there, but what the reason why I continue to rate him, the reason why I want to keep him in is because those flashes let you know that he has it. And if we're able to bring people around him, because again, what we're used to having and what we're used to seeing is everybody out there clicking, everybody out there understanding what the next man's doing. I think they freestyle so much and we don't really know what we're doing going forward. When the, when the players, like let's say it gets past the defense and it gets into midfield and goes into, it gets the four positions, they don't know, none of them 
know what they're supposed to be doing. None of them. And Bruno, you, Bruno pointed that out so many times yesterday because he's going forward. He's going, what the hell are you guys doing? Run, make a make a run so I can pass it. It's like we score so, goals. The goals on that side. What are y'all doing? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, so that's what I'm saying. When I when I look at Martial this <laughs> season, when I look at Rashford this season, James, um, uh, Mata's been up there sometimes. Even Lingard, who I think needs to leave. It's difficult when you don't have a game plan going forward. And again, I know they practice every day. It's just not translating on the field. And so when you watch it, you feel bad for those guys because you're like, you're. We're, I know for me, I, I rated Martial yesterday at like a three or two and James lower than that. But it's like, poor James is supposed to come in and be a sub. He yes. starts every game for us. So I just think they need to bring in more. I know, I know it sounds like it's a scapegoat type of situation, but United is not the type of team where we don't go out and we don't get players. We always get players. Think about the fact that Fred, for me, would be a backup in a strong United team. McTominay would be a backup on a strong United team. These guys are ones we're depending on to make us go to the top four and win the league. So it's difficult for me, and I give a lot of guys, even Oli, and I have my own opinions on Oli, I give them the benefit of the doubt because they're playing in a in a very weak, if you're looking at rating United teams of all time, this is not a strong team. So to get on to a guy, it's I think it's fair because, one, you have to judge them on each game they play. But when you're talking about overall in the team, it's hard for me to put in a good a, a good rating for a guy because he's, they're not playing with quality players. Okay. I understand the current situation. You know, all has been dealt a bad bad hand. And it's not because of Mourinho, it's not because of Ed Hall, David Moyes, it's because of Ed Woodward. And we'll talk about the yeah. trans, we'll tra- we'll talk about the transfer stuff um here 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 shortly. But I'm talking about Martial. Yeah. Martial came on with Van Hal. And then, you know, he had brilliance, glimpses, you know, just like Rashford, glimpses, you know, you saw that little thing. But compare the two. Compare Rashford and Martial, apples for apples. Who's taking the bull by the horns and given the, you know, they're, you know, granted, took in their opportunity and run with it. It's Rashford hands down. Martial... I would say this about Rashford. I put the both those two guys because for me, remember when 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 Rashford was healthy, he was our number nine for a long time, and then we realized he's not a striker, he's a winger. So we're playing somebody out of position. Then we put him in the right position, and he starts playing well. That's what I'm saying. When we when we get these guys and they have these glimpses and they have these oh my god I can't believe he just did that, we have to as a club understand that it's up to the coaches, not us. We can't do anything. I know. The coaches have to put these guys in positions to win. We don't do that, and we can't. We don't have. This is the reason why we waited to the last, literally the last day, to go get. No offense. But a Nigerian cat who was getting 300 grand a week in the Chinese league because we need a striker. The Holland, the Holland miss was a huge miss. And I hope, I pray that we can go and pay his release clause because this guy's already scored like nine goals or something crazy in three games. He's a striker. 
He is someone that plays up front, number nine, scoring goals, poaching goals. I mean, he's a striker. He's a born striker. Rashford is not. Martial is not. And they move Martial and, I mean, Rashford and look at what he did. So I rate him. I don't like the way they play. I don't like the position they play him in. He is not a striker. Name name one time where you saw uh, Tony, I like to call him, get into the box when there was a cross. He gets so far back into the midfield because he's a winger. That's what he does. That's who he is. But what do we do? Because we don't have players, we play him at the number nine. Up there by himself, trying to make things happen when he don't know what he's doing up there. Again, not I'm not putting this on tactics of this current administration. He was the number nine, right? And then you bring he, he is the number nine. He's no, the no no, he's no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about before. He was the number nine under Van Hal, right? Van Hal gave him. Um, no, I'm sorry. After Zlatan left, who gave him the number nine jersey? Mourinho, I'm sorry, right? Yeah, and, and he wanted it. And he wanted it. And Doesn't then, matter. I don't then, care if you think no, 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 no. you are the best player in the world. I'm the coach. You can tell me you want to play goalie. And Guess then, what, buddy? And what happened, You're not okay, playing goalie. What happened, what happened when we brought Lukaku in? We what do we do? You know, you're number eleven now. Yeah. And then and we and then we gave Lukaku number nine. And what did he do? Was it last year? The past uh, since Tony Tony has been the number was the number eleven. Did he do that sulk? Didn't you see his like his, his demeanor? His his you know his. I think that's Attitude. just his face. I think that's just he's got resting bitch face. I don't think I don't think that that's hey, what about a, his play? Okay, what about his play? He played well. He's uh, not listen. I, mean, I think I think when we when we talk about world class players, no one's going to throw Rashford into the starting eleven for the. I mean, they just won the World Cup. He's not that guy. He's good. He's a good player. I just don't think we play him in the right position. I think at times against a lower division team, he can play the number nine. But even in that game, we just won six to nothing. Look how horrible he played at the number nine. Horrible. He still scored a goal, but he's not a striker. A blind, nut, a, a, a blind squirrel finds a, finds a nut, what, how many and, times? And, we... and he found one. Yeah. He, he found one when everybody else was, was scoring like crazy. So, no. I just think that if they missed on Holland, I hope they pay the release clause this summer. I doubt it. I think he's in love down there. I think they love him. Um, I, 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 I hope this Nigerian kid comes in and scores 80 goals. I doubt that. I just think summertime, they should already have their targets, already know who they want, and they got to go get a number nine, a proper number nine. They have got to do it. We've always had great ones. So we got to go out and get a great number nine because he is not it. Yeah. That's for sure. All right, we'll close the book on Martial uh, soon. We'll, we'll reopen that one, especially especially when Mister Paul Pugba comes back. Because uh, I have my, yeah. I, I can't have my, wait my opinions on that. Well, but that that's for future future discussions. Indeed. All right, you talked about um, uh, James. I was on the James bandwagon. I think I have one foot out the, out the out the door on him. Yesterday, I'm already out. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yesterday, James, he just looked beaten up. It looks like the dude has been, you know, one, you know, been on a, you know, 
nine-round fight with Roberto Duran or something like that. That just dude looks like horrible. I mean, it's like, you need a break, boss. You know what I mean? But he's not He's not a Premier League player. Let's just be real. J- J- Daniel James was going to get signed by Leeds. There's a nice documentary on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, he's a championship player. I know they're coming up more than likely. They lost yesterday. Leeds did uh, to uh, to Wigan one nothing at home. So they'll probably come up. But that's where he's supposed to be. He's got tons of tons of pace. I'll give him that. But as a winger at United, you got to have more than pace. You got to be able to make a move inside. You got to be able to cut. You got to be able to break players down. He does none of that. He's just very fast. So is it his fault? No, he was not brought to come to United and come and score 20 goals and be the next Cristiano Ronaldo. I think the problem was he came, he scores a couple, and everybody's like, oh, shit, we got another Ronaldo. No, we don't have that. What we have is a really fast player who, in my opinion, should come on in like the 80th minute when the defenders are tired. James comes on and makes runs and and puts, puts his pace to the test. But starting... No, you're not creative enough. You got you got somebody that's been there one day telling you where to go. That tells you everything. So he doesn't need a break. He's fit, and he's 20, what, 22? He doesn't need a break. What he needs is to come off the bench. But can you do that? Again, it goes back to, well, who do you have? Are you going to put Lingard over there? <laughs> you're gonna put, who are you going to put? you going to put Chong over there, who's, what, 12? What are you going to do? you got to play who you have, and he's strapped for players he's got. And then it goes back to that thing I told you before. When we see a small spark, then we go, oh, okay, well, he's got it. He's got it. He ain't got it. I'm already out on that kid. I, I don't rate him. I think he should be coming off our bench. Uh, if that, and, and that's, that's where I'm at with James. No, no offense. It's not his fault. If somebody comes to you, your agent says, hey, United's interested. You're not going to go, no, nah, I'm going to go play for Leeds. You're, you're, you're going to play for United every time. No disrespect to Leeds fans. I know you guys are passionate, but we're we're a bit better these days. <laughs> a bit. I just again, I, you you said everything I want to say about James. Uh, I had so much promise for the kid. It's like it's. He's a good kid. He's a yeah. good kid. He doesn't do. He doesn't say the wrong things. Social media doesn't go crazy on yeah. that. Yeah. It's difficult for somebody who is playing in the championship to come up to the premiership. It's night and day, that league. I mean, it is. it is No disrespect to any of the three clubs that are going to be coming up this year, but those three clubs that are coming up, go down. bro, <laughs> the reality of the situation is you're going right back down more than likely mm-hmm. unless you can get some money and get some players in that are looking to, to make a splash that are already in the Premier League. So that's where he's supposed to be. He was going to sign. He literally signed some of the paperwork, and the team he was with wouldn't let him go because they know how good he is. And now he's with United. But again, that's the type of guy that back in the day we would mold a James. We would him develop into a better winger. He would come off the bench. That's what we used to do. Now we got to start this kid. So it's 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 unfair. And I'm not saying he's he's uh, not a good kid and not a footballer. He is, but not that level. He's he's a he's a lower level at best Premiership player at best top. Top level championship, lower level premiership. Not a he's not a number seven. He's he's not he's not that guy. He had a couple goals. That's all great, you know. But at the end of the day, I don't rate him. I think he ought to be coming off the bench at best. But what are you going to do? You got playing. I just hope it gets better. 
you know, maybe maybe Ryan Giggs and Wells. Ryan, if I know you're not listening right now, but hopefully you're <laughs> listening in the future, which hopefully you make the correct decision about James. Sit his ass down for a national break. Don't let when he needs a rest. All right. Last thing, you know, we're just close the book on the um one more thing before we close the book on the match. Subs. What are your thoughts on who came on and um what time they came on? Because I have a big issue. You bring Green one on for Pereira, like what in the seventeen or seventeen minutes till to the end of the match? I you he should have been brought Greenwood should have been brought on at halftime. Everybody knows it. Hell, I mean, we already said about Pereira he should have been starting, but to make that sub that late, I it was worthless. This is this is why I told you how I feel about Oli. What are you doing? Why 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 is Lingard in the lot? Why okay. Here's the thing. The the substitutions were late, okay? They were late. They weren't correct. First of all, we know where Diego is supposed to play. We all do. But he puts him on the opposite side of where he's supposed to play. That's the first thing, okay? Second thing, why is Diego in the box about to score the game winner? Because we don't have proper tactics. Going forward, we don't know what we're doing. So we just hang out run around you run here you might run there i don't know maybe i'll find you maybe i won't we don't have any tactics you can completely tell that defensively like i said he's doing doing pretty well and i think the two signings he has he deserves credit for that if he had anything to do with those signings but going forward when you wait and there's four minutes left in the game and mata is clearly clicking he's clearly working he damn near scored had I, I want to say it was Tony took the ball off his feet in the box. He was about to shoot the ball. Probably would have at least been on target. Um, he takes him off and he puts Lingard. I know. I Lingard. Know. Come on, dude. He does not even listen. Listen. He had a nice run early in his career. Probably the best when he when when uh, Mourinho was there. But this guy, twenty seven, should be in his prime probably shouldn't be even be on our bench anymore. But what does he do? Let me let let's bring him in so he can save the day. It's ridiculous. Let's bring on Diego when he probably should have started. Let's bring him on a defense a, a defender when we need a goal. Let's bring him on and we'll see what happens. This is why uh, Oli the way I that that's that summed up yesterday how I feel about Oli. I'm sitting there screaming through the TV as everybody else was. Make a sub. Make a sub. Get these guys. Make a change. And what does he do? He brings on Mason. That's great. Puts him at the number nine. That's great. Then what does he do? Takes him out of the nine. Puts Tony up top. Stupid. He's not having a good game, but you put him back up top. I mean, it's just. He needs to understand that. I, I know. I know Tony's all you got. You got Martial. That's what you got. You got to do what you got to do. But as a coach, you've coached, we all coach, you cannot, if your striker's having a horrible game, you either pull him or you move him to the wing. Yeah. You take him out or you move him to the, you don't, you don't pull him to the side and then put him back up there at the nine. He was stinking it up. Two or three tops for, 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 for uh, Martial yesterday. Two or three tops. So, so you bring on Greenwood, leave him up there. No tactics. What does that, that do for the kid's confidence, right? 
it's like you have enough confidence to put me in the match. Let me do my damn job. Not Amen. and not like oh well, it's like that like when you get in trouble at school, right? Or when kids get in trouble at school, <clears throat> the teacher doesn't probably discipline them, but the kid that actually you know comes in does the right thing and then gets put back in the the, the other position. It's just I don't know, man. I I'm telling. I'm telling you, bro, the, the kids are playing around because a substitute teacher is in the house. They are doing whatever the hell they want to do because you know what? If I have a shocker, if I play like crap, I know that I'm going right back in. So who cares? Yeah. Who, who cares? I, if if it's me, I've seen Ollie get mad once, and I think it was <laughs> at Lingard. Uh, I finally thought to myself, maybe there's a little passion there. Maybe there's a little... But you watched the game yesterday, and he's in the in his in his chair, legs crossed, with a cup of tea, just kind of hanging out, watching the game like we were. In his presser, the boys did good. We, I mean, we did good. I mean, no, yeah. no, 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 you didn't. No, negative, no. negative. No, you didn't say I, it. Why don't you just say it? The boys suck today. You know, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. No, the boys did good. The boys always do good. The boys do this. The boys lose. We did good. The boys do that. I mean, we did good. No, no, just calm down, boss. And, and that's the thing when you're when you're a young guy like most of these kids are young, and you hear your manager say, "Hey, you did good." You're gonna think to yourself, "I played like trash," and he thinks I did good. <laughs> what the hell? I guess I just go out there and do it again. So. You gotta, you gotta understand. He has to understand when you speak in the media, people are listening. Those guys are listening. They're on social media. Believe it or not, those guys have accounts and they listen to what you're, what the, what the coach says. So we have to. He has to make sure that he's going out there. And you don't have to say my player was trash. You can just say, hey, we need to play a little bit better. We need to make sure that when we have chances, we take chances and we score goals when we're opportunities to do so. You don't have to say they're crap. You don't have to say. I, I, I just it's very simple to criticize and and coaches we've all played when a coach gets onto you and you really want to play for that coach you're looking for that criticism because that means he gives a crap so it's not for me good that he continues to go out and say we're doing good we're doing good you're just sugarcoating things and you come across as fake I don't know him from Adam but when you come out and every single week you're smiling and you're laughing. And you're saying we, we could have done this. And, oh, did you hear the last quote he said where he said the the, the people that, that take care of the pitch, I think they move the goal. Or yeah. So you're making jokes. Nobody wants to hear that. No, not a time like this. So That's I good. just, again, I think everybody kind of feels for him because he was a, a good player off the bench and scored a huge goal in Champions League for us 30 years ago or whatever it was. But that's not – we're not rating him as a player anymore. He's a coach now. He's a coach of one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he has to be rated as such. So tactically uh, wrong, substitutions wrong, uh, interview after the game wrong. I just – I did not rate him very highly. I don't rate him at all, but I didn't rate him very highly yesterday uh, from a coaching standpoint. You talked about um, making jokes. You shouldn't be making jokes when you know the club's in crisis. And the reason I bring that up is well, something happened last week. Ed Woodward, his house got vandalized. You know, we had uh, United supporters, from what they were reporting, uh, throwing flares into the yard. 
of Edward Woodward's house and vandalizing his front gate. Uh, you had yesterday, it was supposed to be a planned protest at the 68th minute. Uh, it was supposed to have a walkout, but nothing happened. You know, and then I think past games, you had chance of uh, put the, you know, pile the glazers on a pyre, um, you know, negative, you know, pretty much horrible chance about Ed Woodward. Um, and I'm not here to apologize for Ed Woodward. I, the dude, the dude needs to go. Um, but as a coach, like you said, you know, your club is in crisis and you still have time to make jokes like that. I mean, your fan base is a lot stronger than you I mean, a lot more pissed off than, than you think it is. And for you to, for you to go on and make jokes like that, come on, man. Um, getting back to the three, uh, the three things that I, I talked about, um, uh, EC, Ed Woodward, like I said, his house got vandalized. I know we, we spoke offline about it. <clears throat> I think, what is your opinions? Because I have mixed 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 opinions about that. Yeah, so uh, I am comp- I'm ready for him to not have that position, and the reason I say that is because the guy's making money uh, for the club, so that's all well and good. However, uh, that doesn't mean that you need to be making transfer decisions. Uh, you you clearly need to get away from the football side of things because you know nothing about football. You're a banker and a damn good one. So I think that's why you're in that position. So I think I think moving him from maybe the in and out football decisions, um, that's that's something that needs to change immediately. They need a director of football. Uh, when Fergie was in charge, he was kind of the director of everything, uh, and it worked out. So get someone that knows football, put them in position, move him to the money side because he's a banker, and then we move from there. That That's number one. Number two, the, the flares at his house. Uh, ridiculous. That's stupid. That's 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 way too far. Now, I am not a United fan of the 70s and 80s, but I am a historian of the club. And if you do your research, if you do your history, you'll know, um, you know, guys were being chased away by police officers because of the way that the club was being ran. Guys were being taken to jail, fights were breaking out. Um, you know, people use those type of tactics then and they still use them now. So this isn't this isn't this isn't new when it comes to United fans. However, I can't defend those guys. Um, you don't have any idea if the, if the wife and kids are there, and even if they're not, it's just him. Um, you, you can't be killing folks or trying to kill folks because you don't like them uh, at your club. I get I get the fact that people are passionate. Um, I understand that, but um, there's no there's no way in hell um, that you can justify you know killing someone or hurting someone. Just so that your football team can be better. I, I just, I'm not down with that at all. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess we could say, bring it up again, Kobe Bryant passed away last year, and that, you know, it puts things in perspective. Sports, all that just goes by the burner, you know, back burner when, it, when you're talking about human life. Um, yeah. I don't agree with the, um, like you said, if his wife and kids were home of – taking their their frustrations out where they can be where they can be involved where I do agree EC about um of what they did and what they're doing I think it sends a message I think it sends a proper message uh to Ed Woodward that the United fans year in year out we're not we're fed up and 
I, I agree with the message that they're trying to do, but no, I don't condone violence. No, I don't. And, let, I don't. Let, me, let me tell you, let, let me tell you what, what happened at, at Liverpool. And this is, this is fairly recent. I believe they're owned by the Gillettes, correct? Uh, I believe that the the the, no. the I, I believe that's who Liverpool's uh, ran <laughs> by. Gillette, and if I'm wrong, you guys can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. They're owned by the Henrys. They're the, the Henry. They're the, they own uh, the Red Sox. So that's, so that's the, so what them. what they did? Yeah, I know, right? So what they did was the the Liverpool fans said, "We ain't coming." How you hurt Ed Woodward is you hurt him in the pockets and not walking out on the 58 or 68 yeah, you, minutes. You you hurt you hurt him because the the season ticket guys it's already paid. You hurt that guy by not showing up. And let me tell you why that's impossible for United. I live I live in I live in the, the city of Norman or the town of Norman, if you will. And OU fans they pack the stadium every week. And if anyone can't go to a game, guess what? There's a hundred people lined up waiting to go. So you're not going to probably ever get a complete no-show or or even a walkout, which is pointless. But the way you hurt Woodward is you don't show up, you don't buy hot dogs and, and stuff when you're in there, you don't buy T-shirts. That's how you get him out. When they start to see, when the shareholders start to see that there's no revenue coming in, you have to remember he just raised things by 20% about two, three months ago. So they're happy with him. He ain't going anywhere. The moment that we say we're not going to go to the games, we're not going to buy your T-shirts, we're not going to be checking for you on social media. That's when that guy goes away. Throwing flares at his house and trying to scare him as if this is the 80s or 90s. I'm telling you guys, you're wasting your time. And you're trying, you're, you, you should go to jail. So it ain't going to wake him up. All it's going to do is it's going to raise his security, which, trust me, this guy can pay for it. <laughs> He's, he could have shooters at the door waiting on you if you wanted to. You hurt him by affecting his pocketbook. And I'm not talking about his person. I'm talking about the shareholders who are waiting on him to impact the club from a financial standpoint. That's how you get that guy out. I'm going to tell you, yes, in theory, yeah, that works. Uh, I'm going to tell you why that's never going to happen. And uh, here's why. The Manchester United Football Club is now what the Dallas Cowboys are um, and have been for the past shit, since 96, 97. Dallas hasn't won a Super Bowl since 90, at the 97 Super Bowl. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but what Dallas has been, EC, <laughs> the number one, uh, number one sports, rated the number one sports organization, the richest, I'm sorry, sports organization in the world. For the past couple of years, is the Dallas Cowboys, and what is Manchester? I think uh, they were up, uh, they were second for a few years. I think they've come down to third. The Glazers yeah, are not going to sell. Doesn't matter you walk out. Doesn't matter if you don't come to the games, because you know why? There's always going to be somebody like myself, probably. Hey, if I ever plan a trip to Europe. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah shit. I'm gonna go. I'm, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm gonna go watch. Doesn't matter. Yeah. If, you know, you as a season ticket holder are not going. Like you said, there's gonna be like at, at OU games. If you really want to affect his pocketbooks, hey, you pay for. Don't pay for season tickets. But you yep. know what? There's somebody else gonna be put in your place. Yeah. And the, what 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 Manchester United has become is the Dallas Cowboys. So boys and girls on the other side of the pond, expect. 
the next couple of years, just, you know, <laughs> like, you know, what Dallas is, 8-8, eight 8-8, eight, eight eight, eight eight. you know, you might make a super playoff run, but you're going to be 8-8, eight and, eight, and you know what, you're still going to put the money, line the pockets of the owners, and, and, uh, and it doesn't matter. Your your opinions, your fan chants, uh, I mean, your chants on your fan channels about walking out and protesting, it ain't going to fucking, you know, you ain't, ain't, ain't doing nothing. Well, like, like EC said, affect their pocketbooks, but unfortunately, that ain't happening. All right. Um, last, uh, last, last thing, uh, transfer targets. We already talked about Bruno. Don't want to talk about him. Um, we signed Igalo. Uh, from uh, from a club in Shanghai. I'm not going to pronounce it because I'll butcher the hell out of it. Um, he's coming in. I think he's on a six-month loan. A loan deal. No option to buy. Um, good signing. It seems like it seems like we're in for Salami, uh, Cavani, whatever striker that has an I at the end of their name. I think we're we're in, we're we're um, we're we're in on. Uh, but we signed this guy. Um, he hasn't played high-level football um, in the Premier League since 16, I want to say. Yeah, 15, 16. 15, 16. So, um, is he somebody uh, – you talked about he's somebody that loves the club. He's a – I know it's been reported that he's a, been a long-time long Manchester United fan. Is he somebody that can make an impact, even if it's for the next four months? It's it's possible. Anything's possible. I mean, it, you know, he wants to play for the club. That's the first thing. So it's, his heart is there. So, you know, he's he's wanted to be here, playing in front of seventy five thousand people. Maybe that that does something. I don't know. I, it's another body. You know, so I, I'm I'm happy that we've got another you know body in there, um, and I hope he does well. He was uh, I think African player of the the uh, the uh, African Cup of Nations, I think a couple of seasons ago, Golden Boot winner in that competition over Salah. That's a huge deal. Um, obviously, he's got goals in him. Um, he's played in this league before, so he knows how tough it is. He understands it, and he scored goals in this league before. So I, I wish him the best. I hope it works out. I hope I hope it turns into a, a long time deal. That means that that six month uh, deal went so well that that we signed him, you know, for for a long time. But uh, it just when you're scraping the barrel like that, and no offense to the kid, I want him to do well, but when you're doing that at the last minute, it just shows you where we are. Again, when you let go of your strikers, you got to replace them. That's that's football 101. Lukaku, love him or hate him, the dude scores goals. He's doing it in Italy right now. So when you lose 20, you better have bring in at least 10, 15. And when you don't have anyone that's proven to do that, i.e. Rashford, i.e. Martial, well, what what are we doing? We're just wishing and we're hoping instead of going and getting quality. Can't do that. Got to have a proper number nine. This guy is a striker. Um, let's just hope that we can uh, allow him and provide him the opportunities to be able to flourish. Because, again, when you bring in a lesser player, and I say lesser, that deal he was on in China was three hundred grand a week. So... They're not giving that to any other, any, any, just any guy. He's a, he's a decent player, um, but when you're when you're playing on a on a on a lesser team, and this this United side, let's just be real, it's a lesser team. It may be difficult for him to shine. I think that's maybe why Holland and his agent had the reserve to 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 want to come um, to United in the first place. But 
on him. Like I said, I want him to do well. I think he'll be uh, in the squad once he gets fit after this break. Um, and uh, and hopefully he does well for us, man. Yeah, I mean, um, it just goes to show how far we've fallen, that we can't attract big talent. I mean, I know the January transfer window is very hard. Nobody's going to want to give up their prize players. I mean, we talked about James Madison, Jack Grealish, you know, coming in the midfield. But Leicester's already, what, they're still third in the league. They ain't going to give up. You know, they have a chance to make Champions League. They're not giving up James Madison. Uh, compared to strikers, uh, we had to go out and find, hopefully, he's a diamond in the rough. A, uh, <coughs> a striker that we find and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he makes good. The last one is we sign a fucking goalkeeper, a fifth goalkeeper. We need midfielders. We need we need goal scorers, and we sign this freaking goalkeeper. I mean, God, I mean, what are we doing? What? We don't know. That that's my whole point. That's why I think again, when you put a banker in charge of your football making decisions, then you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. So. He needs to just continue to do the money thing, move to the side, and let people who know football, people who know football players, come in and play for us. Because, like I said, it, 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 everyone says, well, the January winning, you don't have time. We let go of Lukaku and Sanchez several months ago, way before the January window. Football doesn't sleep. It's not like just because the window opens, now it's time to go look. You're looking for players constantly, every day. You've got a team, you should, have a team of folks that's continuously going around the world rating players, looking for players, looking for young talent, looking for U23 talent, looking for proven talent that doesn't like to be where they are, that doesn't like uh, the position that they're in, doesn't like the club, doesn't like the position. You're always constantly making moves all throughout so that when January does pop open, you go snatch up that guy that doesn't like his coach, but he's highly rated but doesn't want to be there anymore. You go get him. So there's tons of talent out there. I think Oli's part to blame in this. That's just me. Um, you want to come play for Ferguson, right? You want to come play for Pochettino. You want to come play for Jose Mourinho. I don't know if you really want to play for somebody who got relegated with Cardiff and played for Moldy, our coach for Moldy. I don't know if that's something that you want to do. So it's kind of twofold. Um, United's still a big club. And as you can see, the past two signings, the, the ones that I think that are decent, uh, Bruno and Gala, those guys both want to play for the badge. That's still a big thing. So there's still kids that remember. There's still kids that their dads talked to them about the great times we had. And shit, we won it in 2013. So I'm talking like we haven't won it since, you know, in, in 50 years. We just won it in 2013. So it's not like it's been that long. I think Liverpool's last one was 30 years ago. So it's not like we it's that far back. But I think ultimately the signings that we made, I'm happy with two of them. I don't understand the last one, but uh, this summer, I hope we already have targets. I hope we already have reached out to these agents and talked to them and said, hey, come summertime, we want to get it done. We want to make this happen because we've got a long time to go before summertime hits. So let's hope that they're on it. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, EC, who do you got? I got the Chiefs uh, by a couple scores, by 10 points at least. Oh. In uh, that one, I just think offensively with uh, the quarterback Mahomes, the tight end and Kelsey, uh, the receiver and Tyreek Hill, uh, too much too much offense, uh, special teams with Hill back there returning punts. Um, I just think they'll be able to control um, 
the not only the line of scrimmage, but also uh, where they get the ball to start the to start their play at. I think they score too much. I think Garoppolo's not ready for this moment. Um, shies away a little bit, and uh, the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champs. Well, my my head says uh, San Francisco defense. Um, the uh, Kansas City has been playing on uh, on luck. I think they've been coming back their two, you know, their past two games. <clears throat> but my heart says Kansas City, and I like Mahomes. He's a Texas boy, um, so I mean, I'm gonna go Kansas City like you. I'm not saying the. the I, I just wanted to be a good game because last game last year was horrible, stinker. I just want <laughs> I just want a high scoring game. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be ten points. I think it's gonna be more uh, maybe a three point difference, but. Uh, Kansas City going to pull it out um, hopefully you know in the end so uh, thank you everybody um, like I said this is a Don't Rant On Me podcast I'm Asus that's Easty stay tuned ladies and gentlemen uh, real quick just want to give a shout out to Royal Santos with the Road Nose podcast he helped me out um, give me ideas getting me set up uh, Victoria Months of Ice uh, she uh, owns Alice in Wonderland food truck. Uh, she helped out with the design for the page. Uh, she'll be in South Padre Island for the next six months. So if you're in South Padre for spring break or the summer break, go check her uh, food truck out. Her food's amazing. And Mark Hutch Ison, aka Baron Von Black, helped out with the you know ideas for the audio equipment, uh, guiding me in, in that direction. And Lucky Diaz, where you at?